And welcome in to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller back in the box. Glad you're with us here for a pandemic update podcast. You know, I wanted to mention our Facebook page and brag on it a little bit here. Sarah Wakeman, you have just been doing an amazing job with that with that page. Give Sarah a big hand. And if you're not on the podcast page, just go to Facebook and search up Subconscious Mind Mastery Facebook listeners and we or podcast listeners, and we'd be glad to have you over there. Sarah has the gift of engagement, and boy, has she ever lit the fire. And I appreciate being able to work on a new project that I'll talk briefly about in this episode, but I've been dedicating the bulk of my time, like uh, 20, no, not 20, 18 hours of the day <laughs> for the last quite a bit has been going to this new project that we'll talk a little bit about, and then some other exciting things that I'm working on and developing Yes, in the middle of all of this. But I know one of the conversations in our lives, in our homes, and online right now is about the uneasiness that's going on around the uncertainties ahead of us as we continue to drone on in this pandemic we call COVID-19. And I know that there's a lot of information out there, and there's a lot of noise, and there's a lot of debating, and there's a lot of angst and just edginess. So let's kind of break this down, and I have some really cool thoughts of some things that have intersected my life over the last month that I thought I would bring to light here. Really, these are about over the last couple of weeks, but there's a theme going, and I wanted to bring it to light. Also, Majana is going to join us here in a few minutes with some insights on this thread of what she has been seeing and perceiving in the readings that she's been doing. She did over 50 readings this month, just an incredible response of people wanting to know answers. And that's what this is all about. So let's pick that. She'll join us here in just a bit, but let's start with some groundwork. So let's suppose that there are three types of responses that people could have to what's going on in our world today. One is the broad spectrum. It's the what's going on. We're analyzing the news. We're analyzing how it affects us. We're deciding whether we agree or disagree. We're aligning with masks or no masks and all the things that are going on. But I think this is where the group is basically one term or keyword you could put with this is rattled. I mean, come on, we knew, and we've been talking about this since last fall, but even then could not have seen into the eyes of what, where we are and what's been going on. So that leaves us uncertain. I mean, number one, we collectively on the planet have not been ready for this. Emotionally, physically, financially, our living arrangements and everything. So yeah, there's a lot to be concerned about. Businesses are closed. They've Some have been closed for a long time, and some will never open their doors again. And all you read when you pick up any kind of news app is layoffs, layoffs, layoffs. And I will tell you, part of this project that I've been working on includes the, the financial markets through the eyes of astrology. And I can tell you, if you look at the price of gold right now, this is being recorded in on August 1st. Happy Leo to all of you Leos, by the way. <laughs> Happy Leo season. The sun is shining and the sun is in its own house of Leo. So we are happy. And so is gold. 
That's not because the sun just went into Leo a couple of days ago. It's because the fundamentals of this economy are starting to fall apart. And the smart money has been moving into the safe assets. So gold has been going up, up, up. The U.S. dollar has been going down, down, down. And the U.S. stock market has been going up, up, up with vigilance. So what's going on? Well, just this week, it was announced again that the U.S. Federal Reserve will do whatever it takes to prop this up. And that's exactly what I've been seeing, as I've been analyzing a literally a one-minute chart of the U.S. markets through the eyes of astrology. There are no fundamentals for where the stock market is right now. It should be collapsed. But the government is propping it up. And you see this just exorbitant buying. And you realize that nobody would be buying stocks at these valuations with this much uncertainty in the world, except the U.S. Fed. So that's what's going on, is it's government propped up. Now, that's in my humble opinion, and I have no evidence of that, either personally or tangibly. But after spending a large number of hours watching this thing, it seems to be the best answer. So group number one, we're just observing what's happening. We're filtering it. We're, ex- we're living it through our physicality, and we're rattled. Group number two, a smaller group, understands the consciousness side of what's going on. Now, this is what Majana has been connecting with in her readings, is this group and this connection. So these are people who basically understand what this probably is really all about. And that is a major, massive shift in the whole structure of planet Earth. We're not just talking about a country here, folks. We are talking about the entire planet is shifting. Now, let me stop here. We'll do Majana when she comes in with her Life After Life podcast. But I wanted to just cross-promote here my fun astrology podcast because I'm, I have some plans for that, that actually to expand that. But that's a mostly daily podcast that runs Monday through Friday and on the weekends when warranted. I try to keep the astrology speak at a minimum enough that you get some astrology, but also that you get some real street talk and make it real and make it applicable and make it practical. So the energies of the dailiness of all of the unfoldings of this have switched over there from here. We're keeping this to be the big picture and how we can respond to it. But the intricacies are coming from fun astrology. So if you'd like to subscribe to that podcast, would love to have you over there. Now, astrology, I'll tell you what, I mentioned the financial astrology. I wish you guys could see my screens as I'm sitting there hour after hour watching the planets basically laid over the graph of a stock price and how when it starts to move, it will set a course. I'm not kidding you. It will set a course toward where that next planet is crossing or intersecting or overlaid on the stock chart. I'm not going to go into how it does that, but just know that you can do it. It's a mathematical calculation. You lay a line there where that planet is, where that planet's energy is, and that stock price will go there. And when it gets there, it will stop and it will sit there and go boing, 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 decide what it's going to do next. If it goes down, it goes back to the planet line where it came from. If it goes up, it goes to the next planet line. And it works like clockwork like that all day long. The other thing, this is so combining everything that I've been studying because the sacred geometry is in there too. And there's a way through math that you can calculate exactly when it's going to pivot. And I'm sitting there looking at it day after day after day. 
And then I'm doing my own subconscious work on getting myself into a mindset where I can profit from that. And that's been a set of work because this is a real Zen activity. I mean, it exposes your inner stuff. So I've been working through the whole package. It's been really, really exciting. So however you think about astrology, just realize (laughs) you would have a real strong argument after you sat over my shoulder for three or four hours watching what I'm watching every market day during the week that these things do not influence our lives and our world. So think that let's just stay in the context that they do, that those same energies are not only mapped over a stock chart price, they're mapped over our lives, they're mapped over our world, and they're mapped over the lives of the people that you're interacting with every day. So these energies are everywhere and they're threading us all together. Okay, now let's bring this to Saturn and Pluto and everything that's going on right now. So I did a video. It's on our website, soulfoodtalks.com. It's in the freebies section. If you go to the freebies box, it's kind of cool. There are little boxes there. And you can go down to freebies, and there are some free downloads in there from both Majana and me. Now, one of mine is uh, an analysis that I released on my birthday last fall, late October, and it was about the Saturn-Pluto coming conjunction, which happened on January 12th. We set the stage there and show where it happened in the past and kind of made some speculations about, wow, this is going to be pretty serious. Well, one of the things that has just become even more prominent, especially as all of this is unfolding, is there's another energy. So the energies of Saturn and Pluto, particularly where they are located, let's just say that they represent the energies that we've been experiencing since January on planet Earth. There's another interesting placement. The planet Neptune is in its home sign of Pisces. And that's just a real spiritual connection. So I went back and looked at the last two times that Saturn and Pluto did this, basically, 1284 and 1518, and even when it was, when Pluto was there in uh, the 1776, when the United States was born, Neptune was in other places of the chart. See, now, this time, Neptune is in the spiritual house. It's in the spiritual sign. So this is about a spiritual shift. In fact, if you want just a really quick little aside, on the morning of January 12th, when this conjunction between the energies represented by Saturn and Pluto collided and converged. All of that happened in the house that signifies areas of endings and completions in our life. That's where it was on that morning. And Neptune was in the house that represents our money and our finances. So it's like the metaphorical picture is that the old structures are going to be taken down and there's going to be a new structure come from this, and it is going to be birthed in spirituality. That's the essence of the message. That's exciting. We're going to get there, but there's going to be some pain as we tear down what's been in our way. And that's group number two. They understand the consciousness side of what's going on. There's an even smaller group, and I'll call this number three, obviously, is that they are aware of the energetic underpinnings of all of this. And I think that these come, I think group number three insights come in waves. You can have intuitive prompts or intuitive insights, or you can have feelings about something, and then go back to group one. And then you can come back in group three, and you can feel the energy of really what's going on. And then you kind of go back, and group one is, okay, how do we deal with it? 
A handful of episodes back, my friend Daniel Danovi was here, and we asked him about how he felt around COVID when it first surfaced. And Daniel is very perceptive and very intuitive and very psychically attuned. And he said he felt it was created for manipulative purposes. I do, too. And that's part of the tearing down. And when you read all the headlines about all the fake data and everything else going on, there's just nothing about this virus that makes any kind of common sense. None of it. And I know some of you work in healthcare, and maybe on a COVID floor. I'm not saying that it's not real. What I'm saying is it doesn't make sense that we should be dealing with this the way that we are. And remember, I'm doing a weekly radio show in the Dallas-Fort Worth market that is sponsored and underwritten by all of the hospitals. So I've got that side. I've got that perspective. But when I step back away from it and look through group number two and group number three eyes, it just doesn't make any sense. So I think our realities have been dancing through these three realities or these three perceptions, these three ways of seeing this. Okay, now, for those of you who remember back to the, this is generational, but back to the Johnny Carson show, Ed McMahon would say, and now, here's Johnny, and he'd drag it out. So now, here's Majana. (laughs) I'll be Ed McMahon. Wow, if I could feel those shoes, that would be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, really, seriously. Well, I wanted to ask you to uh, tell us what you've been seeing and hearing in these readings that you've been doing. Oh, you're wanting Karnak, not Johnny. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, hermetically sealed in a mayonnaise jar. I'm not asking any questions. (laughs) I see the purpose now. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Nope. Nope. You can take that funny hat off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. YouTube. I'm sure they're on YouTube. If you have no oh, idea what are. we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, The good old days. Yeah. So what's been going on? I mean, we've set this up as three groups. You've been working with basically group two and group three, working on the, the consciousness piece and the energy piece. What have you been seeing? Well, one thing that caught me off guard was, yes, we are elevating our consciousness or our vibration. But to do that, we have to go through the shadow work and all of us, you know, us included. What they literally showed me was myself doing the army crawl and I heard mud and muck and it varied in depth. (laughs) I was like, yeah, no kidding. It is crawling through the mud and the muck. And so my response to them was, okay. And I think that myself and people in general can do this as long as we know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah, they did show me there is a light at the end of the tunnel and yet we have free will. So we are all doing our shadow work and to the depth to which you embrace this and do the work, there's a payoff at the end. So if you want great payoff, you do great work, right? So here was the piece that I love that's come up recently is there are actually people, people in training right now that are the forerunners and will be the light workers to help us on the other side of this. That it's as we're looking at our systems and we are deciding what to keep, and, and I want to say we're not going to tear it all down. Please, let's not do that. Let's analyze and disassemble the pieces that don't work for us and replace those pieces with a positive structure that does work. And... There are people that are 
have life experiences. Some of them have even brought past life experiences in and are working through their mud and muck to come out the other side to lead us through our stuff and into our new way of being in this new energy. Now, the really cool stuff is that it is starting to show up. I think there's been four now, four different people that I've worked with that have the big guns behind them. And this is the cool thing about sessions. I never know what's happening and I never see it coming. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just the translator. So four people have had guides come through talking about all of this amazing um, higher being support that we have, ranging from multidimensional beings as guides and support to even just extraterrestrial. So it ranges vastly. And the, the really positive, I mean, it's deep. And some of this, I love it when they just give me the words and I can, I can just share the words rather than having to translate. But the thing is, we are so supported. We, this seems like we're swimming through all the really awful stuff, and we are, but we are supported not just among our, ourselves to love and help each other go through this, but we have amazing intergalactic, interdimensional, out-of-body beings supporting us. This is huge, isn't it? It is very huge, and it's very... It's so reassuring. And you know what? The number one thing is when this information comes through, it's so based in power and love that, you know, we look at those pyramids and we look at Easter Island and some of this stuff, and we know we had to have help doing this. And let me tell you what, that is nothing compared to the power and intelligence and love that is out there to help us now. You mentioned that uh, those of you who have a biblical background would could go back into the book of Genesis and recognize the name Melchizedek. He was a high priest of a, of a different order, if you will. This is going back before Abraham, so this is the gap between Noah and Abraham in the biblical narrative. You had Melchizedek show up the other day. I did, or actually, well, uh, yeah, I got to meet that energy because of the person that I was was having a session with and she was very clearly given direct contact with him and that he is I had I didn't know who this person was nor did she so we had to look do some looking and not only in the bible but in other major religions and he transcends dimensions and time very wise very powerful and just like has been here since the beginning of time so, man, that's the big guns, right? <laughs> and Melchizedek was basically bridging something for this person, as I recall. Yes, helping her actually gain a knowledge of um, something that she is supposed to help with, something that some knowledge that she will bring to the earth to help us move forward in a big way. I mean, they obviously weren't telling me because I probably wouldn't understand anyway, but it was big. That was cool. You know, this whole thing from my family showing up in the fall, your dad showing up in March when all this un started to unfold and get serious, and then these readings that have been this connection with the group two and group three that I've been talking about is you've been right in there with that on these readings, and it truly is amazing how all of this is opening up, and we're not having to go through this in the dark. We don't. 
Now, the thing is, even if you don't step into it, you're going to go through it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, there are many people exiting the planet, as always, and there are people, you know, blame it on COVID or whatever, but people on a soul level that just said they have no intention of coming through this period of time. Well, that's not what their sole purpose is. So they're taking an exit. But we are very supported, and whether we know it or not, whether you face your demons and shadow work, you still have it. You still need to go through it. It's just, do you want to do it with ease and grace and support or muddle your way on your own? Let's talk about two groups involved here. There's kind of our generation on the, on the further end of the timeline of life expectancy. And then there's, there are the millennials and the 20-year-olds and even the teens. If you're in that younger group, what I've been seeing, and I think you would concur, is there's a baton that is ultimately going to be passed to you. And this is going to be yours to carry on. And this is why the millennial generation and the younger people, I mean, they are on fire looking at astrology and learning astrology and practicing astrology and aware of astrology. It's like, where did that come from? You know, when I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, if you were an astrologer, you were subject to being arrested, <laughs> burned out there at Southern Hills Country Club, you know, and and now it's become vogue. And I say kids are waking up to this. And there is going to be this transition from now. Here's where I think those of you who are in our group on the right side of the human of the human timeline is wisdom and grace and help. And I think back to a transitional period when this kind of energy was also present in the 1700s when the United States was born. And here these men were in this room hammering out the government and the systems that were going to oversee this new venture. And old Ben Franklin, who was an astrologer, by the way, would hobble in on his cane, <laughs> you know, and you could only imagine, I'm sure with a, with a British accent, would say something that would just stop the room. <laughs> and they would go, yeah, what he said. <laughs> <You Right. know? laughs> and I think that's the role that we're playing and supporting these younger folks who are going to get the torch. And they are going to be the ones that are going to build and experience the birth of this new energy and this new realm and this new dimension. One thing I'm really grateful for is out of the four people now that have, have had the privilege of translating for with these real high-powered beings behind them is it has really spanned generations. Um, the first couple were uh, millennials, actually, and, and there have been some that are in our generation. Mm -hmm. So we're all having roles, and we, no matter who you are or where you are, you're supported fully. And the younger generation will continue, and we'll get the baton passed. And we're all working together to form the new reality. <laughs> the new consciousness, the age of Aquarius. All right, well, those are some amazing, incredible insights. So thank you for bringing those to us. Majana's podcast is Life After Life, and readings are available at soulfoodtalks.com. You're getting booked up. <laughs> You've got quite a schedule there. 
It's it's very humbling for sure. I'm so grateful to be able to to serve in that capacity. Ah, that's awesome. All right. If you'd like to check her out on that, do. And your email address is? Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. Now, as always, I'd like to bring you a couple of chapters from my own life because there have been some amazing things that have hit here recently. Got an email the other day from a friend who knows my of my audiobook work, and in fact, I've narrated a book for him. In fact, I will plug it, if you don't mind. It's called Book Title Generator by Scott Lorenz, L-O-R-E-N-Z. Scott wrote the book about, and he put so much great content in this. It's amazing. It's packed, and it's not a very long listen or read. But the idea is that the title sells. You know, and I think of Napoleon Hill and think of Grow Rich, one of the classics of all time, right? And he was stuck on the title. He had no idea what to tell the publisher to put as the title. And he put it to his subconscious mind. And the night before the deadline, when the publisher said, we're going to make one up tomorrow if you don't give us one, he got in his sleep through a dream. He got Think and Grow Rich. But that's exactly what Scott's book is about. So if you're thinking about publishing or writing your own book, that would be one to pick up. Scott Lorenz, Book Title Generator. But Scott emailed me the other day, and he referred me to another author who wanted to record his own audiobook but had no idea how to edit it and get it all into the specs that are required. So Scott asked if I could help him out. And I've been doing this project for David Arnold. The book is called Help from Above. The book is already out. The audiobook will be out in probably a couple of months. Audible's been really slow, guys. They've been really, really slow. Oh, by the way, while we're promoting things, my Steve Forrest Book of Earth is out. It finally got released. So now we have the Book of Fire, the Book of Earth, and the Book of Air should be out pretty soon. And hopefully we'll get started narrating the Book of Water, and then we'll have all of the series complete. And thank you for allowing me just to share what me and some other fine folks have been working on in their own publishing areas. But David Arnold is the helicopter cameraman of just about (laughs) almost every helicopter scene that you've ever watched on television or in the movies. The one that he focuses on in the book is The Deadliest Catch, which, of course, is filmed off the Bering Straits in Alaska, where the weather is not so friendly to be in a helicopter. And he tells uh, just some amazing stories, but the connection of help from above And he talks about this little voice in his head that guides him, and he follows that voice. He tells an amazing story of a near-helicopter crash in the Bering Sea when they were filming one night and a storm moved in. And I'm going to get him on the podcast. I asked if he would come join us, and he said he would. So as soon as Audible has it out, David will join us, and we will talk about his story. I'd love for you to hear it from his own version instead of my uh, very butchered extrapolation of it. So we'll get him to tell it. And I've been in tears. Every time I tell the story, I end up not being able to make it through because it's such a beautiful, gosh, it's such a beautiful perspective of how we are guided from above. And that's the story. Well, David, interestingly, lives in Los Angeles, as you would expect, but not in L.A. proper. Well, he does, but that's a separate part of the story. Where his home is is up in the mountains to the east of Los Angeles, up above San Bernardino. And the area up there is known as Lake Arrowhead. And there is a lake up there and a beautiful resort hotel that used to be 
magnificent back in the golden years of Hollywood. All the stars who was anybody would be there to see and be seen, and they would stay in the hotel and dance in the ballroom and eat in the restaurants and play in the lake, and it was a good way to get up in the mountains and get away from the heat in Los Angeles. So David, uh, through help from above, acquired a home there at a greatly below market price and has lived there for, uh, I think, about a dozen years. Well, that hotel at Arrowhead Springs, California, was owned by Bill and Vaughnette Bright, and they were very good friends of my mom and dad. The connection was through the ladies. Vaughnette Bright was from the Tulsa area and knew my mom growing up. Well, they founded, they, Bill and Von Etbright were the co-founders of Campus Crusade for Christ, which is one of the biggest international Christian ministries that has ever existed. And Bill was the chairman of that, and Vonette in, in a hugely supportive role, authoring many books, and just, uh, they were, I mean, they were it. it Campus Crusade was Bill and Vonette Bright. They sold the hotel some years ago and moved the ministry to Orlando, I'm sure the California regulations got too much for them. It certainly wasn't driven by a boredom from the scenery, <laughs> that's for sure. But here comes this kind of this double pack of David Arnold, help from above. He talks about being connected to his higher source, literally putting a hand underneath his helicopter and turning him around so that they could find land in the darkness of a storm. And just the whole theme of help from above and internal con and, and our intuitive internal connection. And then as I was looking at Lake Arrowhead and thinking about Lake Arrowhead, Bill Bright came to mind. And one of Bill Bright's stories was when he and Vaughnette had just married, they signed a contract with God. And they literally surrendered their lives to God's service and wrote it out and signed it. And one of the things that they released to God was their desire to have nice cars. He was working in Hollywood at the time when they founded the ministry. And they wanted to have the Bel Air lifestyles. They surrendered it. They wanted to have the big house and the cars. They surrendered it. Well, I can tell you just in very short story that from his life, <laughs> they spent 10 years living in, guess where? Bel Air, California in a mansion provided to them by a lady who supported their ministry and what they were doing. And in fact, they started the very first Bible studies with students from UCLA in that mansion. They lived there for 10 years. And then when they bought Lake Arrowhead, they lived up there on the grounds in a beautiful home that was a part of the Lake Arrowhead uh, uh, resort that they bought. And then when they moved to Orlando, another home was provided. So here they gave themselves this contract to above. And they never, and one of the things they wanted in their physicality the most, a house, they gave up. They surrendered. They signed it off and said, here, you take care of us. And look at the provisions. And you know, things go on and on about Bill and Vonette that I could just, the, the story of their life is phenomenal. And even though I'm not advocating that particular perspective any longer, you can't help but ignore their story. You can't ignore the synchronicity of a guy falling out of the sky into your lap with a book called Help from Above. But then 
the other morning I was on a walk and I knew I had my podcast when I saw this. I was thinking about these things and my own relationship with higher source, with God. And I walked around the corner and it was at sunrise. And here was a man, probably in his 50s or 60s, I would guess. I wasn't too close. He was at a very, he had stopped at this intersection where there's quite a bit of car traffic. But it's walking around this series of ponds that's not too far from here. And I stopped and observed as he was standing there, statuesque still. He had his hands pressed together, his fingers spread apart right at his heart. His head was leaning up as he was directing his face right into the rays of the rising sun. And as he stood there absorbing and meditating and focusing on whatever spiritual connection he had going on, it was like the universe sends things to you in threes. And that week I had had a triple dose of finishing David Arnold's book, reflecting on Bill Bright and discovering this contract from God that I, I guess if I had known about it, I had forgotten about it decades ago. And then seeing this precious soul standing lakeside, but so undistracted by the cars going back and forth that he was just standing there statuesque still and gathering his energy to fuel his spirit from the rising sun. I was like, that is what this is all about. It's about us reconnecting in ways that we have not done before. It's about going back to old roots. It's about peeling away the facades, finding our own connection with that radiance from above. So if you've been finding yourself in group one tizzy and angst and distress, if you've had trouble sleeping at night, if you've been wanting to drink more, which I would highly advise against, if you've been just anxious and not knowing where all this is going, you and about seven and a half other billion people are feeling the same way right now. So get your radiance from the sun and realize that the intuitive guidance is the source. It's that little voice that David Arnold is going to talk about or that he mentions in his book. It's what we talk about here in this podcast and what we're revealing on Fun Astrology and what Majana is talking about on her show, Life After Life. There are many paths to one source. And my prayer is that you will think less of group one and more of group two and three, feeling the energy, realizing what's really going on, and getting ourselves in position to ultimately be of service to the new reality. That's why we're still here, and that's going to be our purpose as this unfolds. The challenge is, will you be a leader in the new reality? And it is truly all about releasing old programs and paradigms that have held us back. So do the work. Do it bravely. Do it strongly. And do it with love. And one morning, under a clear sky, when you don't have anything better to do, go for a good walk at sunrise. And stop somewhere. It doesn't matter where along the way. And face the sun. And fold your hands at your chest. And just be in that energy. I wish you love, and always enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thanks for listening. 
The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.